Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hi, today on Big Sound Small Town, my guest is me, your host, Sandy Carlton, and I'm going to tell you about the best podcast interview that I never did. It comes from this year, 2022, uh, in September, and a band that I really was looking forward to interviewing was coming to town. I did my usual getting my credentials together so I could interview the band. I met with the people who were bringing the act to town. They gave me a media pass, told me that um, they would have a green room or, as sometimes it is called, a hospitality room for me to interview the band in. So I thought it was great. Everything was set to go. So the day of the band's performance, I go down early um, get to pick up my credentials, and I do, and then while I'm there, I know a guy who is setting the stage up, and I talk with him, and then I notice the band, I notice two guys, and they're, they're with the band, but they're ahead of them. One's a stage manager, and one's a merchandise guy and I talked with them told them I was doing an interview with the band and they actually knew about it and said the band was excited so I so I go to pick up my credentials to my green room hospitality room and it is a police badge yes a, a badge that gave me access to the police department. So I go to the woman and I said, oh, am I doing this in the police department? She said, yes, it's a great room. She says, and I have you two volunteers to help you who will bring the band over to you and bring the band, you know, escort the band back and aid you in any way you need to. And I said, well, that's great. So, so she takes us, to the hospitality room when it's just across the street through the alley beside the barbecue place and to the police station. Well, this card swipes us through three doors and we go upstairs and sure enough, it's a great hospitality room. I mean, yeah, Wi-Fi, air conditioning, as this was in September and it was really hot still. Um, drinks, it was, it was a great place. However, it was in the police department. So I go to get my equipment, but I slip back and I go over and I talk to the guys from uh, the band who were their stage manager and merchandise uh, person. And they, they 
just kind of laugh when I tell them where it's at. And I said, what do you think the possibility of that is? And they said, well, they're looking forward to doing the interview. So I'm like, okay. So I go over, take my equipment in, set my stuff up for the podcast. And then I get a notification from the person who is booking the band and is responsible for the venue that there weren't, uh, the band is running late. And the interview was supposed to be at three o'clock. So I have having time to kill. I'm sitting there learning, you know, with, with my, uh, people that are going to help me out, my volunteer people and talking and learning a lot about each other. And, uh, time passes and then finally, uh, the girls get a notification that the band, uh, was getting close. Uh, so they go over to meet the band and I anticipate that the band will be there. And this band is fronted by a male and a female who who put the band together, and they were the primary people I wanted to interview for the band. Um, uh, so it was a male and a female that was. I mean, I would take any as with with anything. I'll record. I'll t- record anybody's story. But I've learned that you can only do two people. You can only interview two people and people understand who is talking and what is going on. And it's really good when it's a male and female. And this band had all the elements you need for a really good interview. Well, so my volunteers come back, my assistants, and they said, I do not think the band is going to do the interview. I said, why do you say that? And the girl said, well, they opened the door to the bus. And have you ever seen the movie Fast Time at Ridgemont High? I said, yes, I have. She said, okay. So they step off and say, all right, let's go do this interview so we can get a little rest, a little more rest before showtime. And she said, okay, just follow me through the alleyway over here and we're going to the police department. Well, she said they all hesitated and the front person that I wanted to interview the most said, I I drove the bus out here. I got to drive the bus to New York tonight after the show, so I'm going to go take a nap. The female performer said, I need to get some exercise. I need to go for a walk because I've been on this bus seven hours. So she said, I asked the other band members if they wanted to go do the interview. And they said, can we bring our beer and tequila? And she said, no, it's in a police department. So they go, okay, we're we're going back on the bus. So that's what she she told me when they got back over to me. Oh, well. That was not a surprise to me in any way, shape, or form because I had uh, been in bands that opened shows for them and have been around them a bit. I mean, I really was not surprised 
uh, that they would not come over for the interview. Uh, and you know, my first question was going to be, have you ever did an interview in a police department before? But that being said, I wasn't to be outdone. I pack up my stuff, but I have a handheld recorder that I use from time to time. Uh, nice handy, high-end deal. It makes a great recording. So I pack my stuff up, take my handheld recorder, and go over there. And I talk to the uh, stage manager and to the merchandise guy, and they said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I can get you on the bus, and you can ask them yourself. So they get me on the bus, and I go on the bus. And on every bunk, there is a note, wake us up 20 minutes before the show. So there's no one there. Uh, they're all asleep. Well, as I'm walking out, you know, I can tell <clears throat> why I can see the reason why the bus rolled out, the smoke rolled out of the bus. I mean... I'd been around their bus before, so I kind of knew, you know, what to expect. And things had not changed since I had seen them last. So, I, I, so I, I'm not getting an interview. That's pretty obvious. So, um, having seen their shows numerous times, I decided that, well, maybe I'll cut my losses and and go you know, go home instead of staying here and watching their show. And I turned my badge into the, to the person, my police badge, all access to the police department badge in tour. And I did not say a word, you know, she did not know who the band was. She just booked the band at a suggestion. Uh, the band was really good, did their thing. The band is, is uh, they had a large crowd, as they usually do. They have a large following. If you've been to, to Merle Fest or you've been to Telluride, if you've been to any of these festivals, <clears throat> you know, the, they have a large following. They're huge uh, dance tent favorites. Um, uh, they, you know... I'm hoping to interview them again. Uh, so the band, if you hear this, <clears throat> I'm sure you will know that I'm talking about you. And hey, maybe we could do this again at Shikori Hills or Merle Fest or even the Neighborhood Theater. Uh, you know, you, that's, you are there a lot. And I would still really like to do the interview. And as for the people who booked the show in my hometown, I would tell you, never put a band in a police station as a, your hospitality room. I'm not saying bad stuff follows bands by any means, but... No one likes to go to the police department. I don't care how cool the indoors is. I do not care how nice the facility is. Trust me, with bands and entertainers of any type, 
they would rather go to a nasty hole in the wall than a police station. In theory, I can see why you think that this would be a good place. I mean, it is. it was wonderful. It would make a good place unless you want to bring a band there. So, with that being said, it was a great interview. It had the makings of a great interview, but it never happened. Now, after the show, <clears throat> they did run into another guy with a podcast and thought it was me. And he said, no, I know the guy. And they said, well, is he a narc or is he trying to set us up or something? And he says, no, I, I, trust me, I do not believe that is the case. And, you know, they mentioned, well, that's a strange place for a, to do a podcast interview. And again, I agree. Uh, so uh, to the band, I am not associated with the police department in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's pretty easy to ask around and find out from people if they think I'm associated with the police department. I am not in any way, shape, or form. All that being said, I would still like that interview because it is the best interview that I have yet to do. Well, I appreciate all my listeners in 2022. It was a banner year. The podcast grew after four seasons. It is very well-received. This is an award-winning podcast. I'm tickled about it. But I want to thank everyone who listened to it, everyone who helped me with it. Um, I want to thank my listeners, the the bands who and individual performers who gave me the time to do this. I want to thank the Earl Scruggs Center for hosting me, uh, Mary Beth Martin, Zach Dressel, well the whole whole staff there. They're all they're all really great. Um, I was aided a lot this year by Kevin Bridges, a wonderful artist in every sense of the word. Um, So thank you again. Season five is coming up, and my first guest is a working bluegrass standard guy who is a lot of fun. Well, we'll see you in 2023. Thank you.